How are you, Jim? Sometimes I like to watch Saved by the Bell and poke a spoon up my bum. (laughs) (laughs) You got to keep that spoon in the freezer beforehand, though, because the the extra amount of contraction of your asshole when cold metal is up against your pucker. Oh, whoa. Beautiful. Beautiful. Plus, if you've done a spicy poo, it's quite soothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a quality comedy, what I just said. Yeah, we made jokes. Let's sync us up for doing a podcast together. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. This is the... Jonathan... John, Jonathan, uh, uh, don't talk uh, when I'm talking, sorry, Jonathan. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If sorry. you're gonna, if you're gonna talk when when I'm talking, right? Mm. At least have the common decency to tattoo "damaged" on your forehead first. If you're gonna break all the social conventions, go the whole hog. Paint yourself white, get metal teeth, and tattoo "damaged" on your forehead if you're gonna interrupt people. Because we live in a society, sir. We live in a society and we're going to behave like we are. We're all, all of us are going to tattoo damaged on our foreheads. We're going to be called the Leto boys, the Jared Leto boys. Jared Leto boys! There was just a long pause and I was afraid that someone else needed someone else to stop talking, start talking in order for them to stop talking. Stop, not, you needed to stop stopping your talking. Now you're talking, so... Uh, I don't have to talk. No, you're talking. Now I'm talking. That's a problem. Right. I can stop. Yeah. I can start stopping my talking. I'm going to start stopping. It's like my mum always said, right? Less talking, more getting damaged tattoos (laughs) on your forehead. Is that what she said? Yeah. I've heard that too. I think that one crossed the pond. Yeah. Paint your hair green. We'll get some enamel paint and we'll paint your hair green. And we need to metal teeth, but I think we can just get some enamel silver paint and paint your teeth green. Silver. Green and silver. Paint yourself white with some enamel paint. And then we'll tattoo damaged on your head. We'll probably use some enamel paint for that. A lot of enamel. Not good uh, for your skin breathing. I've told you before I put plastic paint, some sort of acrylic-based paint, and my skin turned hot. And I started to feel like I was going to throw up and pass out because my skin couldn't breathe. Apparently, your skin needs to. Uh... Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, we can get some acrylic paint. Probably be cheaper. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You can save a lot of money. I made it like two hours. Paint you head to toe. Cover every pore. No. Paint your head to toe white with damage <sighs> on your head. En- enamel, acrylic paint in your hair. We'll mix up acrylic and enamel together. I think that will work. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Just to make sure it properly takes. It's out. Yeah. Um, <sighs> An oil and a water, those go together. Yeah. That's perfect, yeah. <laughs> That's awful. Pour it all in your hair. Pour it all in your hair. I don't have... My hair? Come on. That's a <laughs> cheap shot. Oh, you're right, yeah. We'll, basically, <laughs> I'll slap some green paint on my hands and then I'll just slap you on the head repeatedly. <laughs> That'll do your joker hair. If you want something more natural, we could just, like, get some grass grass clippings and... Oh, sure. Put them on there. Yep. I'll get a purple suit that is measured for my size, but you'll wear it. So that you can be Mr. Joker Man. My son has been repeatedly saying, it's weird how much this show will coincidentally um, mesh with the rest of my life. 
He's constantly saying, you'll be Joker for Halloween, Dad. You'll be Joker. No, no makeup, he says, though. No makeup. <laughs> no, just the just the suit, Dad. I'll be Flash. You'll be Joker, Dad. Wear the suit. And I can't find a suit anywhere. They don't sell just a Joker suit, especially in this weird time of flux. Well, that's why we're going to make one for you. We, we will make your dreams come true, and we will turn you into the Joker, man. We're going to save Halloween for your child. With acrylic paint and an oversized purple suit and an apron that says kiss the cook and you you're not even cooking that's what's so crazy about it that's what makes it one of joker's schemes i think he did wear an apron in an episode where he like played house with harley quinn and they kidnapped yeah the robin they kidnapped uh, tim drake robin and um pretended that he was their child to freak out batman with like oh. you walk into a hospital Mm. You walk into the emergency room of a hospital mm. and you'll say, <laughs> you'll, you'll bow, you'll bow to all the patients waiting to get themselves stitched up and their blood mopped off their face. And you'll, you'll bow and you'll say, hello, <laughs> I am the Joker man. <laughs> I, nah, nah, I am the Joker man. I got an apron on that says kiss a cook. But I, I am not even cooking no sausages. Because I'm, I'm the Joker man, and that's one of my many schemes. Is I, I will dress up like a chef sometimes, but I will not cook nothing. And they, they are, you know, they they press the panic button while trying. No, no, you'll go up to the nurse. You go up to the nurse, and you say, "Excuse me." <laughs> I am the Joker man. She's already said. Do you want to see my ass? <laughs> she's and excuse me. She's already said. I'm sorry. I can't talk to you right now. I have I have a, a man who's bleeding from from his legs right now. I need to. His leg bleeding needs to be attended to. And you're just and this Joker man. He still. He just uh, won't take no for an answer. He just keeps going. Yeah, you'll be like, excuse me, man. And he's so calm. Why? He's, this is the Joker. This is the the, the clown prince of. Crime. This is the, uh, the the symbol of anarchy, chaos. Watching the world burn. Very polite. A little soft spoken. Yeah. Calls <laughs> himself. I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> I hate to derail you, but people take the Joker very seriously because he's been in their life like the whole time. My son. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to do now. But they don't take it seriously if you call him the Jokester, or that like if there was a new movie that came out called Jokester, and it was like about a guy who did some bad stuff and wore clown makeup once, people wouldn't be like, amazing, how did they think of it? They'd just be like, it's all right. Jokester is a very stupid name, but because they call him Joker and everyone grew up with the Joker, Cesar Romero, forward... It, it resonates with us. It means something to us. Joker man. <laughs> it's it's right on the line. It's it's over the line into this guy's an idiot. It's not. Excuse me, doctor. <laughs> no one... It is I, the Joker man. <laughs> look not... look down. You'll notice I'm wearing sandals, <laughs> and I'm not even at the beach. The Joker man. And I have the damaged. I have damaged written in cursive oh, yeah. on my forehead. Yeah, yeah, it's just onto the the green fingerprints all over your head. <laughs> we'll get you one of those uh, those big like flower things to like a boutonniere or what do they call it? They, they put the flower on the on the you know, and it's supposed to squirt, and you invite them in to smell it, and they go and they lean in, yeah, and it smells good. Oh, the trick flower, but this just actually is a good smelling flower. Yeah, you'll go, you'll go. Excuse me, nurse. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> Do you want to smell the flower? No. Surprise! It's actually a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> and it just smells like sausage. Just... And you've, 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 you're just gripping in your hand. Wow. You're just gripping a warm sausage in your hands and you, you like shove it up to the nurse's face and then you squeeze your fist so it all just squashes and crumbles on the desk. Is that a, is that a, a raw sausage? I feel like that should be a raw sausage. Because then, you know, it's really going to like squeeze out. We can go raw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at my raw sausage. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Play-Doh in my hands. <laughs> what is that Scottish? Is that? And then you you turn around to everyone and you say, "Ladies and gentlemen, do you want to see a magical trick?" They're all just looking down. They're just I'm trying to. I'm the Joker now. <laughs> you have all got to pay attention to my magic. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> then I become exhausted with myself. <laughs> Just before I finally do something. Pick a card, and a card. And you reach in your hand, you've got a handful, you reach in your pocket and there's lo- like loads of Pokemon cards and you say, pick a card of your children. You there, little boy. And you go over to a, like a little, there, there'll be some kids in there, probably, you know, there's always children among the dying and the wounded. So you limp over and like, really like, like lift one shoulder up really high and have one really low. And limp, and and you've got like really oversized jelly sandals on, so they make a nice slap on the hard floor. And you go over and say, Excuse me, little boy! It's me, the Joker Man! Is that Jamaican? Pick a card! Pick a card, any card! Here's a surprise trick of mine! They're all Pikachu! I did this to show you that life is like nihilism and it don't matter because every card you pick is a Pikachu. But but the kid likes Pikachu. The kid is like, good. Uh, That's the best Pokemon. I I know kids now and they they only want Pikachu. If you give them something other than Pikachu, they they are upset. Yeah, well, if he gives you any fucking fucking grief, (laughs) you didn't just have one sausage in your pocket. So make sure you squash and mash it over the kid's head. <laughs> how, how, how this for a crime? That's what you'll say. To the child? Yeah. I'm trying to impress the child with my ability to do crimes. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll spit. You'll spit on the floor in front of him and say, how about this, kid? <laughs> Only the Joker would do that. I don't I don't get I don't get how this isn't great. <laughs> it's not uh it it's bad for everyone there, in, including me. Do you wanna see me pick my nose? Pick- <laughs> I'll do it in public because I don't care, I'm damaged. <laughs> it's really it's really uh You're drooling the whole time. It's what? You've been drooling the whole I've time. I've been drooling. Oh. I sounded like something's going on in there. My mouth isn't. I know how we could do that. We'll just shoot him up full of Novocaine in the mouth. <laughs> so my mouth is technically Yeah, limp. oh yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. Joker. And that'll help with the voice. <laughs> the Joker, Joker is many things. He's not limp-mouthed. Sometimes he's, he's tight-mouthed. Yeah, no, we'll be, we'll be feeding you water. Like, we'll be giving you bottles of water as well so that you can, like, have it in your mouth and then just dribble it out. <laughs> 
I'm not. I'm not even. That there's a drought, <laughs> and I'm and I'm wasting water. The Joker man. And every time you say the Joker man, you bow. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm the clown, clown prince. It's like a prince. Oh, yeah, thing. I'm the clown prince. Oh, don't you worry about that. <laughs> I'm the clown prince. They weren't worried I'm the clown that. prince of comedy. <laughs> it's a, I'm the king of Kong. So it's a joke. It's a and I'm a gamer, so I don't believe in anything. <laughs> I grew up playing the PlayStation 2, which proves I'm a gamer. And the Joker man, I don't believe in nothing. Wow. I reckon that'd help your career. People love the Joker. Real hot property right now. Get you all uh, painted up. You could, like, ride a bicycle up and down the street going, I'm in a car. <laughs> That'll confound them. Oh, oh, get yourself one of those uh, tandem bikes for two, but be the only the one only on it. The only one. I'm oh. the only one on this, t- on this tandem car. It's a ton of work. The Joker man, tell your friends. <laughs> I haven't seen the new Joker movie. People are saying it's um, well made. It's pretty much exactly like this. It's it's Joaquin Phoenix for two hours saying, look at me riding my bicycle. <laughs> He's a, a fine actor. We could do the, do the thing where you dance down the stairs, oh. but we do it on an escalator that's going up so it never ends. Oh, wow. oh you'll be dancing forever. I'm the Joker man and I'm dancing forever in this mall. I'm not even here to shop. Because I'm that Joker, man. Well, that horrendous Gary Glitter song is playing and just hurting everyone's soul. It's a real... I mean, it's weird. You uh, can't listen to Gary Glitter. That was a choice that they made to put that in that film. They did like, choose that. That was a conscious decision that was made. Yeah. I love it. People love it. People are saying it's uh, the, the greatest, the most transformative moment in cinema history as of, you know, the modern era. Really? I wonder if it was as transformative as the moment when Gary Glitter, you know, touched those kids. (laughs) Wow. Um, They're saying he's not getting any money from it. So don't you worry about being supportive. Oh, I'm not worried about it. (laughs) I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about all the other people that are making money off of a pedophile. Oh, sure. And the children, of course. I mean, personally, I, I, I think it crosses a line, copyright infringement. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh it is very important to to not infringe in that on that anyway let's not bring down the tone by talking about paul gad <laughs> is that like josh gad yes yes paul gad and this is what jonathan just said listeners jonathan just said josh gad is exactly like paul gad. i didn't i don't know who paul gad is i i thought don't I ever look it up <laughs> he's not a cannibal right no. Not technically. No. Not not technically, no. <laughs> anyway, Jonathan, why why aren't you famous yet? A lot of reasons. Lack of uh, any sort of pursuit of fame. Uh, unmarketable. I had an idea it might be marketable. Um, I was uh, looking at a cartoon, a comic strip, about the difference between being asexual and aromantic. Mm-hmm. And likewise, you can also be like someone who's very romantic without being sexual. And people often think I uh, am bisexual or homosexual. They say, I think you're homosexual. They just walk right up, put a... uh, They don't even know you. This is just just that someone's fixing your car and he just looks (laughs) up and says, 
I think you're gay. <laughs> yeah, so many, so many. Enough words. people have done that to me in my life. Just complete strangers walked up and just assigned a sexuality to me. And I'm like, thank you very much. I'll take it under advisement. <laughs> it's happened for a long time, probably, probably since I was like 15 or something. And they say like they're mad that I'm uh, in the closet and not not uh, coming out. They're like, I'm sure you're gay. I'm like, I'm just, I I would be if I, I mean. A, there's hardships, of course, to come along with it, but um, I wouldn't want to deny myself that, and I'm, I'm not uh, discriminatory against gay folks at all, so I wouldn't, um, you know, feel any personal shame about it. I would just be afraid of the discrimination, of course. But no, I'm really not, and they're like, yeah, you are. Plus, as a, as a married man, it would be inconvenient. There'd be a lot of paperwork <laughs> involved at this stage. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but I'm so... I'm not quite asexual, but I'm pretty close at this point. I've, I've led a life where sexuality uh, just wasn't uh, in the cards necessarily. So I've just sort of tapered off, sort of weaned myself off of sexuality. And, and so far, so good. Which is weird to me because you've always opened the gates to my secret garden. <laughs> Not. I don't know where this like this, this raw emanating sexual pulse comes. It's from. really not. You know, it's you know. It's, no, no. I that. look at you and I see simmering beef, <laughs> but but the sex version of that. Not not sex. Not not sexy. I mean, maybe sexy in like a, you are sexy. That's so kind of you. People people. Uh, I've said this before. Like women. You should over get 50. sexy tattoos on your forehead, ju- <laughs> just above the word damaged. Sexy damage. Sexy damage, yeah, I like it. It's really far from... That's really taking it to the next level, I think, and that's what it's all about. I'm so not either of the things. Jonathan Holmes, he's sexually damaging. We could market that. Yeah, don't you know? I'm not... No one wants a man to be sexual. That's the opposite of what people want right now. People are saying we're sick of men being sexually damaging. You're saying, no, we've got one. Who is sexually damaging? <laughs> we got one in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what that's not what they want. And and along those lines, I was thinking, man, people like pornography. It's very popular right now and has been for a while, but it, it's it's uh, at an all time high. I it's think. only going from strength to strength. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> ever since ever since Game of Thrones ended, and people are like, oh, where am I going to see boobs now? Wait, porn. That's it. It dawned on them. Well, you know, a lot of people want. There to be pornography or, or uh, stuff that's made to titillate them. They want it in everything. People are mad when a video game comes out and it doesn't have uh, vagina bones and stuff like that. So it is a bit weird that we watched Game of Thrones like religiously every week. We'd all gather around the the television with our families to watch breasts be exposed for our pleasure, no less. Does anyone? Did anyone ever? Did, did people masturbate while watching that show? Did they just oh, like... Oh, with their families there in the rooms, I'm sure. <laughs> I hope I, hope I mean, not, I, was, I was saving up a load for the Red Wedding, and then when that hit, I, I unleashed a fiery torrent. <laughs> That's the one. It's spoiler territory, I guess. But that was a violent episode. It was a romantic episode. There was a wedding. <laughs> My penis always cries at weddings, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Picturing Conrad's penis. So I was thinking about... Why people watch all this pornography, and I think it's because they're mixing up uh, sexuality with romance. They want closeness. People don't want to be alone. They want to feel connected to. They want to see. And I, though I am 
not sexually attracted to, to men on the whole, if I see two men like really love each other and hug and like kiss each other on the forehead or on the lips a little bit, but not in like a horny way necessarily, but in a really loving way, I can be like, ah, I can, I can get into that romantically and be like, I love that they're in love. I love love. I want to be in love too. I am in love. I'm in love with Me. all these. You are clearing in the woods. Let's go. Just hugging and and cuddling and stuff? I'll hug you and kiss you on the forehead and on the lips a little bit in a non-sexual way. Under a train station bridge. (laughs) So I don't necessarily want to... Well, some other men watch. (laughs) It's becoming becoming more more seedy. And place money bets on what will happen next. This is, and this is the thing about sexuality. It often becomes objectifying and, and exploitive. Which I can, never said you had to fight an angry dog afterwards. Where's that coming from? Yeah, that was your choice. I don't want. Where's what? that coming from? All I said was, we will do deep kissing with tongues under a railway bridge in the rain. I've hugged while you. Lloyd and his friends from the river watch. And have angry dogs on a leash. I, I never mentioned anything I, about you fighting the dogs off with a stick. I don't. I don't. I, I will. I will. I will hug you. Of course, I've hugged you. Haven't we hugged? I feel like I greeted you with a hug. I definitely thought about it. I'm just saying that the anger of these dogs <laughs> is matched only by their horniness. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I'm kind of trying to get away from all that. I was thinking, what if there was? Oh, I mean. People will be placing bets on whether you get away from the dogs. Yeah, that's that's part of the whole experience. Is that's the question. Not good odds on that one. No, they're they're fast. They're very angry and extremely horny. I mean, they're rock hard. The dogs are. They're they're male yes. dogs. It sounds like they're penis dogs. Oh yeah, like like those dogs are glad they don't wear pants because they'd be in need of some stitching. So, I. I was go the, completely. I was looking for something that didn't have any violence, or um, or the hard, sharp cock of a dog. I was thinking about things that are couched as pornography, but in fact just show a lot of emotional empathy and vulnerability and and love and and caring. So you know, people like pornography. I think in part because it's like a short film. You're just like, oh, you know, I only have like. They have the attention span for like five minutes. I'll watch pornography for five minutes. I'll just cut to the sex parts and then I'll be done. Uh, People could do that except with uh, something that makes them feel loved and cared about. Uh, I mean, then I thought more about it and I realized that's why people watch like YouTube and stuff because it's just you feel like you're friends with the YouTubers. It's a real uh, virtual friendship there and sort of a pseudo parasocial connection so what i'm hearing is that you think you should become a cam girl (laughs) oh i'd love that i'm saying that if there was ways to make people feel close to each other they would like that and they could be close to me but it doesn't have to be sex because sex is actually potentially objectifying and alienating and then it leaves you people people masturbate to pornography you've you've heard about this right right i've heard the rumor And then when they're done, when they've had a, an orgasm, I can't say that too loud here in the office, after they've had an orgasm, Ooh. then they forget everything they watched. I actually like, wrote a study about this. Depending on what they've watched, it's best they forget it. Yeah, maybe. And they like wonder, why did I do that? There's, there's all these studies that show that the moment after somebody has watched pornography and uh, climaxed, uh, uh, orgasmed, they're like, uh... 
who am I? Why do, what am I doing with my life? What did I just watch? I can barely remember. Uh, you know, I don't want to bring this back around to that four and a half hour Twin Peaks thing that I watched, but mm. yeah, that's in there. If you want to watch that, it's in there. Is that it? So um, it's, uh, other people, people are talking about this and I'm talking about giving something to people that after they watch it, they're like, yeah, I feel good. I feel good about myself and what I did. I feel, uh, I feel healthy. That's how we, let's make some healthy pornography without any sex in it that makes people feel loved and connected. Let's do it. Let's make it. Okay, so it's you and Jim in a field hugging surrounded by very angry, horny dogs. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah. And only, only one of us has bacon duct tape all over our clothes, and it ain't me. I'll <laughs> so, give you a clue. It's you, how, how does that make people feel connected? How does that, How's that going to leave people feeling heartwarmed and, and healthy? I mean, do you think they'll feel more connected if you're on a webcam on Chatterbait smearing cream cheese all over yourself? Because we can do that too. Why aren't you Colonel Sanders? Like, let's, I tell you what, right? Everybody else has gotten to be Colonel Sanders. That's true. Let's lay our cards on the fucking table now, Jonathan. I'm really disappointed in you. What? Why? Because you're, you're not the Kentucky Fried Colonel, Sanders. That, uh, I, so not, most people aren't. Conrad makes a point a lot of people have been, but most people are not right now. There's only one actor, I think, playing him right now. And he's somewhere. and it's not you. That's true. I don't, Why didn't you go for that? I don't have an agent. I don't have an interest. I don't like Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't like the the Deep South and the Deep Fried way of life i don't you like racist i don't wow i like people from the south but this southern, is bad what you've said you, you've, you've shat first of all you've shat on the deep south wow you've shat on kfc the corporation you've shat on the kfc family let's be honest yum brands is going to be coming for you yeah. right you know that yum brands yum brands yeah they're called yum brands yum brands <laughs> mm-hmm with an exclamation point. Yum, exclamation point, brands. You've shat on a generation. What you've done, <laughs> essentially, is you've walked up to a locker with hurt written on it and you've just gone and opened that without oh. even caring what's inside. You've seen the hurt locker and you've decided to open it up. Because I said I don't like deep fried chicken. Because you said you hate the South. I didn't say. And everyone in it. Uh, that's definitely not true. But Southern... I'll tell you what the problem is, Jonathan. Yeah. Is you... You currently do not own a chicken restaurant. Current, past, present, or future, yeah, that's not... Yeah, I tell not. you what, right? Fuck the colonel. You don't need the colonel, right? Fuck the colonel, fuck the deep south. I mean, you've you've broken the barrier here, so we may as well all just agree. <laughs> Wait, you said you're the one now. Yeah, you broke the dam. Now I've normalized you've it? You've made it okay. Yeah. Now I've made it the new normal that we all hate the Deep South. Yeah, that's how that's how fuck the colonel culture works, right? You've made an example. Now I say fuck the colonel, fuck all military rank, because you basically said that as well. So the entire military is out. Uh, just the ranking system. The ranking I think part. there should be a military, but it should just be a free-for-all. <laughs> basically, whoever, whoever manages to wrestle the hat gets to be the general. <laughs> So there's generals and everybody else, and uh, the wrestling is how you decide. It's like, have you got a hat? No. Well, then I get to decide who drives the tank, and it is me all the time. 
So anyway, that's changed, yes. Anyway, mm. we don't need you to be Colonel Sanders because we've got our own chicken chain. It's called Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky? Yeah. People love chicken, right? People love cuckoldry, right? <laughs> what happens if you put them together? You get Kentucky Fried Chicken. Home-style chicken cooking in the heart of Boston. No one thinks Boston has a heart. That's never been said. <laughs> they does have a heart. It's called Jonathan Holmes. I am a heart. and You're it... the heart of Boston. Okay. And you have a chicken restaurant in the heart of your apartment. <sighs> oh, I, it's out of... I don't even get to do it someplace else. I have to do it where I sleep and, and live and shower. Oh, and yeah, yeah, Change yeah. my clothes. Yeah, okay. oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Kentucky. a lot of raw chicken. I've got a lot of raw chicken, Jonathan. It's bad for you. Salmonella. I've, I got... Well, that, you'll be cooking it. Oh, good. We'll invite people in. We'll round people up off the street and we'll encourage them enthusiastically to get into your apartment and sit cross-legged on the floor because I forgot to... I was too busy securing chicken. So, basically, we've got a bunch of blankets on the floor. <laughs> You've got a bunch of blankets on the floor. People will sit cross-legged on the floor of your apartment while you're in the kitchen cooking up the chicken because you are the colonel. Wait. You're, you'll wear a <laughs> monocle and a white moustache and a chef's hat and you'll say, Ah, the colonel! But you said um, F-U-C-K, the colonel, earlier. I'm worried about swearing. People hear me around here. Fuck Colonel Sanders. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, that particular colonel, but not... You're Colonel Danders. I'm Colonel Danders, you said? Yeah, because your dance is always up for chicken. <sighs> Danders, so... Uh, I've got 11 herbs and spices. So people people came here knowing that Cuck is in the name of the restaurant and they... Yeah, Kentucky Fried Chicken. They saw that it was an apartment and they're like, I'm going to go in this apartment and Cucky is involved. And then they saw there was no chairs, just blankets. And they're like, I'm staying here. I'm going to sit on these blankets. So you... you <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of the cuckoldry. Well, right? that's what they're thinking, but I'm Basically, not thinking... Basically, you know, Conrad will be outside dressed up like a carnival barker looking for, like, couples to walk past. You say, you, sir, you look like you're happily married. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. Come on in. Watch as your woman eats another man's chicken. <laughs> so the premise is that I, a man will have chicken and then the wife will eat another man's chicken while the husband man watches the woman... Woman man. There are lots and lots of ways, lots of forms that cuckoldry can take. And we'll be exploring every single form. Oh. Anyway, <sighs> you're you're wearing your monocle and your chef's hat and your your, your white moustache, which would just be some whipped cream with smeared on your face. Um, you'll be cooking up the chicken. Well, but you know, I've got these raw chickens, and you've got a frying pan, I assume. That's about all you need. Oh, wait, no, 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 we need those 11 herbs and spices. What I've got is, um, oh. I mean, when I say 11 herbs and spices, what I mean is, is I've got many buckets of water that I've put in the kitchen and several handfuls of sodium that I'll be flinging into the buckets all around you while you try and cook. Uh, so, I mean, you have weeded out people who want food at this point, so hopefully they will not be that. <laughs> disappointed like no one who planned on anything other than some sort of deviant sexual behavior has stayed beyond the first like two minutes of where are the seats and you're like no seats just blankets no tables then they you know anyone who wanted to eat ran for it before they you know were were hurt 
hurt by me or you. So the the only people you have left are like extremely horny, shifty eyed, hunched. It's just describing the Joker man by accident. Maybe you've impregnated me with that idea, but like, no, it won't. It won't just be those sorts of people in there. Are you sure? Yeah, you didn't think about the live crabs. <laughs> there are lots of those on the floor. <laughs> then, then, then no one, no one is in the restaurant. Everywhere. I've put live crabs everywhere. There's no one left then. There's no one but crabs and me and you and probably Conrad. Upstairs. Cooked chicken, live crabs, Kentucky fried chicken. Yep, 11 herbs and spices. Why would anyone stay once they saw many moving crabs? Because I will have one of the raw chickens. Oh. And I will stand in front of the husband and wife. And I will start doing deep kissing with the chicken oh. while looking at them and saying, mm, jealous. It's so weird because I drew a raw chicken in. What if we ate the chicken in front of them? Oh, okay. So we invite them into the restaurant. They, we take their orders and then we eat their order in and front then of we, them. We, 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 <laughs> yeah, we cuck their meal. First, first we cook it, then we cuck it. So you just are eating chicken all day and other people yeah. pay to watch. After I've after I've done deep kissing with it, right? Oh, right. So don't worry, I'll I'll be full of chicken. But before that, the chicken will be full of me. Talk about a basting procedure. You're gonna be full of salmonella again. You're gonna be real sick. I should have sex with one of the live chickens. I don't know a live shouldn't chicken. I ju- shouldn't I? <laughs> I meant to say I meant to say raw chicken. Is there something but, about? Yeah. I suppose it depends where the evening goes. How raw is the chicken when it comes right down to it? Wow. Yeah, I guess a live chicken is as raw as they get. But the... I, I mean, I guess so long as there's a rooster there to keep it on theme, so I can look at the rooster and say, "Mmm, jealous." <laughs> wow. Wow, you said all that. You did. And anyway, you're in the kitchen. Still going. You're, you're frying up a whole raw chicken. So it won't be raw. It'll be nice and fried. Mmm, tasty. I'm throwing sodium into buckets of water around you, making nice explosions. What? It'd be great. <laughs> well, what what do you think I was throwing sodium into buckets of water for? For a, for a joke? I thought it was to season the chicken. To make it spicy in there. You said explode, I think. Yeah, that's what sodium does. I thought it just fizzes. You throw it at water, it goes... <laughs> De- depends how much sodium you've used. And yeah, I potassium. guess I haven't used enough. I've, I've just made it's some... It's sodium and potassium. I, one of them will blow up, I think. There's definitely a chemical that makes things blow up, for sure. Yeah. And that's one the one them. you want. Yeah, I don't want to... Oh, if you're worried, <sighs> if you're worried about safety, I'm not letting the crabs anywhere near the buckets. I know they'll be wanting to go in because they'll say, oh, water, that'll be lovely. And I'll say, no, not for you. That's not crab water. The crab water is on that bit of carpet where we've just let a hose drip in from the window outside. So, I mean, I feel sympathy and empathy for the crabs. I'm worried about them having oh, they're a terrible... They're, why would they be great? What's in it for the crabs? They, they I don't think crabs... Free chicken for one. Crabs do sometimes eat chicken depending yeah, on the crab. Yeah, I mean, but... I, can't, I can't emphasize enough how much raw chicken I've acquired. I know a man. I know a man who who gets it. Who gets it? Like he understands it? Chicken? Raw I chicken? I mean, yeah, he acquires it and then oh. he understands it. I... And then he mostly understands that he's got too much chicken. So he asks me if I want some and I'll say yes. And then I understand I've got too much chicken. Mm, you really get it. Yeah, it's not good chicken. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's terrible. There's almost nothing worse to me than like rotten, sinewy. You're such a catastrophist. I say it's not good chicken and you automatically decide it's terrible. But you were the one who said it was not good chicken. Not good isn't the same thing as bad. Yeah. I never said it was terrible chicken. You said it was terrible chicken. I said one of my least favorite things is bad chicken. And it's true. I really don't. when I Because I, I like eating good chicken. Well-cooked quality it's meat. Sub, it's subpar <laughs> artisanally aged chicken. Oh. It's, like a, 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 it's like an eagle. <laughs> it's like a, it's subpar. <laughs> Sounds yeah. awful. Uh, uh, it's uh, also illegal. Uh, I've been reading a book. A golf joke? A golf humor? I finally got it. It's a nice guy It was named... a good joke, but we should serve eagle at Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it's, um, you I can't serve it. think it'd be the gourmet eagle. option. I think that's illegal to serve eagle. I think it's just the bald ones you can't serve. I think the regular eagles are fine. What, what if we just like <laughs> put a raw chicken on an American flag and tell them it's an eagle? That's how we'll serve it. Oh, my God. That, 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 we'll bring patriotism back to fried chicken. Yeah. And we'll just put that raw chicken, wrap it in an American flag, and put it on the plate. It's a Kentucky Fried Chicken specialty, the red, white, and blue bird. <laughs> that's not going to... People are big fans of the flag, you know. If you, we're gonna they, take it back for the union. People, Fried chicken. People wear T-shirts that say, you know, you piss on my flag and I'll piss on you. It's a deep South thing to bring it back uh, to that. They don't know. They get really mad if you do anything with the flag. So if we wrap, if we wrap a raw chicken in a flag, not a raw chicken, you defried it up for a couple minutes. Oh, less bad, but still bad. Get it nice and greasy. And. <laughs> And people are going to feel as though it's called Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? Is oh, that yeah, the name yeah, of this yeah, place? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're going to feel that this pushes back against traditional American values like monogamy and... So you you don't think the slogan, cuck the United States, <laughs> is going to go over very well? In fact, for some time, I think it was three years ago or so, you probably remember this, people were using cuck as an insult for anyone that they felt lacked um, uh, moral character, strength, the ability to fight for what was theirs. If you uh, were someone who would compromise or, or show an act of generosity, they'd say, oh, you're just a dumb cuck. You're just cucking. You're cucking, they'd say. Yeah. I got a lot of that. People called me a cuck a lot. Now you're cucking with gas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't get it as much of that, but I did get called a cuck a good amount because, um, you know, I just wanted things to be better. No, I've been called a cuck. I don't think I've ever recovered. <laughs> I'll get over it one day, I'm sure. It's, it's tough when you're up against folks and, you know, I experience this a lot. And you act like you experience it from me. Which I find shocking. But it's tough when you're up against folks who just have a completely different concept of reality. Their values are totally different from yours. They seem to have a real problem with people, you know, wanting to watch their significant others receive sexual pleasure. I I don't want to see that. You don't want to see your wife receive sexual pleasure? No, I don't. (laughs) really don't. Um, I heard heard it pisses you off. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) It really really fucks you off. No, I wouldn't go that far. But if my wife were cheating on me with someone else and I had to watch, I would be uh, disturbed, I think, by that. uh, It would be off-putting because I have have it written in my head. All right, I tell you what. I tell you what, right? Hmm? You don't have to to watch 
anyone in your life receive sexual pleasure at All the right. at the hands and other extremities of a stranger. Sounds good. All right. Right? So far, so good. But I do think oh. you should dig a massive hole in your backyard, fill it with raw chicken, squirt as much baby oil in there as you can, and open up a theme park called, <laughs> called Uncle Johnny's Greasy Chicken Pit. <laughs> the, the park... <laughs> Is a pit. It's one. It's one location. It's one attraction. It's a theme park. It's a theme park. The theme is. Yeah. The theme is greasy chicken. Yeah. And had a pit. It's greasy chicken in a pit by Slow Carl. That's a that's a strong theme. It's... What's Disney got? A fucking mouse. Wow. Bullshit! That's what you do. You've got a loudspeaker. You've got like a megaphone. And you, you sit on a fence with your legs kicking. And you're dressed up like a little boy. And you go... Wow. <laughs> What's Mickey Mouse got that we haven't got? He lives in a castle. That's bullshit. Aladdin, what a load of shit. Get it. Jump into Uncle Johnny's greasy chicken bit. <laughs> Jump. Squirm around in there Ugh. if you want. I don't care what. Once you're in the chicken pit, do what you fucking like. There isn't even a guardrail <laughs> or a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh. Disney says you can't bring beer on the rides. <laughs> <laughs> Case closed. It's just end yeah, of... case closed. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's there's ideas and there's ideas and then there's there's this. And then one. there's Uncle Johnny's <laughs> greasy chicken pit. Yeah, I mean, it's really. We can have other rides. The upturned rusty bike. Oh, so there is more to it. <laughs> yeah, that we'll we'll <laughs> we've got a rusty bicycle that's upside down, and people can you know. Use chicken pit coins. <laughs> I'll come up with a better name for the money. It's got its own currency, this system. Yeah. Um, Michael Chiklis. <laughs> There'll be a photo of him on the wall and people can pay to have a look at that. Wow. He's greasy sometimes. He's yeah. wet looking. Yeah. Good actor. Every Thursday will be Chiklis Thursday. <laughs> oh, we could set up the Hall of Baby Oil. Mm. What's that mean? Oh, it's just a hall in your apartment that we've completely coated with baby oil and oh. people try to run through it as fast as they can. Sounds incredibly dangerous. And they better run through as fast as they can because me and Conrad will be in there with forks. <laughs> yep, we're there to chase. What? You're going to attack the, 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 the attendees, the people who came? Like it's a gauntlet. <laughs> so, so you're giving people an opportunity to be trapped... And poisoned by a pit full of raw chicken that's too slippery to climb out of. They're not trapped. There are no guardrails. That's in the advertising. Basically, once you pay to get in the chicken pit, you can more or less do what the fuck you like. But I'm just guessing, and maybe I'm guessing wrong, but the the chicken, since it's a pit, I'm guessing there's depth to it. Yeah. It's not just a chicken pile. It's a pit. Well, sure. Basically, you're going to dig a hole until you get very tired. That'll be fast, probably. Uh, that, no, I can jog three miles in a row now, so maybe we'll I can dig turns. We'll take turns. We'll take turns. We'll basically, we'll take turns digging a pit until all of us feel faint, and then we will immediately open for business. It's mm, So people are going to get trapped in that pit because it's just oily, 
and it's filled with slippery chicken, and the chicken is uncooked, so they're gonna get sick. They're gonna instantly get a rash. They're gonna vomit. They're gonna, her eyes are gonna water and itch. They're going to try to slip and slide out of it. They can't get out of it. There's a chicken on top of them. They push the chicken off, and then three more chickens pile on. It's one of those things uh, the harder you try to climb out of it. Like quicksand. It's quick and it's chicken sand. It's quick chicken sand. They're trapped. They're so trapped. And then maybe they get out. Chick sand. Chick sand. I'm very upset that Jonathan didn't arrive at that in all of his verbal floundering. I was moving on. I wasn't impressed with myself. So I was moving on. I did. I did chicken quicksand. I did quicksand. Chick, Jonathan. Chicken quicks. Chicken quick. I realized I totally overlooked something. What's that? I've totally overlooked something. Earlier on, and this will bring it all together, right? Earlier on in this whole pitch, I mentioned there was an upturned rusty bicycle. You did. I was going to move towards that yeah. too, but here you are. So you do it. People can sp- spin one of the wheels. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so they're going to think they should do more with that. You see a bicycle and you think, oh, I'm supposed to sit on that somehow. And then as soon as you do... The, the the rusty metal scrapes the skin and now you've got I mean that's it metal they, poison. They can I'm not I'm not saying they can't sit on it. There are no guardrails. Yeah, once they've paid, they can do whatever they want. Well that's yeah. the problem really. I mean I'm not pay a ten dollar cover charge and then really you've just got full reign of, of of Uncle Johnny's backyard and apartment. I mean like the Joker, if this had just always been around, people would accept it as normal. And if someone came in and said, we need to regulate, is it Uncle Johnny's? Did you call me Uncle Johnny? Like I'm a weird relative who's not yeah. a parent, but I want to take a role in your life anyway. <laughs> Uncle Johnny. So if Uncle Johnny's Chicken Pit theme park had always been around. Sorry, then people would just, excuse me. Excuse yeah. me. Greasy chicken. Pit. Greasy chicken. Sorry. Yeah. Did I say oily? I don't know. If it had always been around, people would accept that it's unregulated. And if people came forward and said, we need to regulate the chicken pit, look at all the deaths that have happened this year from the chicken pit. There would be tons of people saying, never take away my chicken pit. This is my chicken pit. My rights are being violated. My chicken pit violation. Well, that's it. I reckon we can still make that happen. If if every now and then. Yeah, if every now and then on the megaphone you just shout, Feminists want to close down the chicken pit. The feminists, the third wave feminists and the liberal arts students want to shut down the chicken pit. Antifa's coming to shut down your chicken pit. Antifa's just as bad as the Nazis, who are okay, I guess. (laughs) Come out into the chicken pit. We really are sticking into the deep south now with the uh, with the accents. Come on here, come on! They ain't gonna be taking my. They can have my chicken pit when when they pull it from my cold, greasy fingers. Pull the chicken pit. You've you've put you've, you've got a chicken pit in your fingers. You made like a little chicken pit that you're clutching because you love to feel that pit. Oh yeah, I mean there are souvenirs. Like, oh well, yeah, we gotta have a gift shop. Obviously, we get martini glasses with strips of cold chicken in there, so you can take home a mini chicken pit. So many deaths from this chicken pit. The people are gonna die in the pit. People are gonna die in the what do you call it? The greasy hallway or something where they're they're running 
from you attacking, and they paid for this. Look, look, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing that can be done about it, though. You cannot grease the hallway or the chickens. There's there's nothing we can do. You could have just not chased them with the knife. This is the one of the tragedies of living in a free society, as we do. I just think if we if we really hammer home how American this is, <laughs> like like if we if we if we kill enough people patriotically enough, With William the... Barr's going to overlook it. It's uh, uh, we'll put American flags everywhere. We'll we'll transform it from a deeply personal tragedy to a great national tragedy, and then it'll be commemorated forever. But nothing will be done. Nothing will be done. <laughs> there will be thoughts and prayers about if we if we're wearing if we're wearing Confederate flag T-shirts when we do all this. <laughs> that doesn't God. sound good. Oh, no. That the sounds... current administration will support our right to run the greasy chicken pit. You, you, we'll it's... say it's a southern tradition they're trying to stop our tradition my poppy chicken pit will rise again <laughs> and it's it's already risen I mean it's filled with dead people because uh, it's you know they kept going in there and it rose with, with corpses it rose again There's there's it's filled with corpses again and rose again somebody's got to clean it out Oh, God, this is so patriotic. <laughs> You're filled with the patriotic feeling, the, the mean, love of country. I feel so American right now. Makes me want to stand up and sing the grease spattered oh. banner. <laughs> <laughs> sing uh, the, uh, the anthem. It sounds like there's an anthem to this now. Oh, say can you see <laughs> there are chickens in the pit. <laughs> Baby oil for greasy slides and no guardrails to stop you. It's really taking pride in the worst parts of the the event in the in the theme park. It's really uh, just broadcasting the danger and the uh, the horribleness of it. I mean, the real sickening horror. You've you've come up with for your patriotism but you'll and be- the rusty upside down I knew you were gonna somehow get the 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 dangerous rusty bike out of us somehow. You did. You did. One wheel spins, one still tight. <laughs> it's not it's not a functioning bicycle. That you're pay- they're paying to use it. And it stays upside down for sure. You can't ride it. That Uncle Johnny's a right upstanding fella. (laughs) What? It's getting free and you take home salmonella. (laughs) There's nothing. Okay, that you can't back that one up. Like, what can you say about Uncle Johnny that is in any way upstanding? There's nothing. Nothing about me that's in You're any right. way You're giving right. you, you or... You do spend most of the day sitting on a fence kicking your little legs. Yes. I forgot. I'm dressed like a child horn. this whole time. I'm doing this... like a boy. Terrifying 42-year-old man who aspires to be a child thing. <laughs> and is very, very public and vocal about it. Not the opposite of ashamed. Prideful, I guess. Wanting people to know. Are you upset that... that... Because you're wearing little boy shorts. It's really awful. <laughs> the people will see that tattoo on your inner thigh. 
That dude wears my car tattoo. <laughs> I've never even it's seen the that car. movie. It's the car from Dude Where's My Car. That they lost. That yeah. was taken by aliens or something. I can't remember. I don't fucking know. I thought they were going to make a sequel. It's not too late, I guess. Making a new Bill and Ted, so. Speaking of films. Yes. Why haven't we turned this into an X versus Sever fan cast yet? <laughs> you brought it up a couple <laughs> times, I think. Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu. Is that right? <laughs> Fuck yeah. One is we named after We can play that the... at, at Uncle Johnny's Greasy Chicken Pit. We can have a TV that plays nothing but X versus Seven. <laughs> Nobody knows what that is. It's it's the name tells you nothing Only about. Only because they've not seen it at the Greasy Chicken Pit. No one's really seen it. I mean, I've oh, tried watching God. it, but I can't. It's you can't pay attention to it. It's so not uh, engaging. It just pushes I you. Feel, I feel like my heart's exploded three times. You've done a great job. Started talking about this pit. <laughs> <laughs> It's really worked for you. It was, uh, you were building up to it, and then all of a sudden it crescendoed in a way that really, really changed your life for the the time being. I'm still thinking about X versus Sever. He he is named after the letter X, and she is named after cutting things, or seven that's misspelled? It's the kind of name that would be, like, on a a platform, a video game in the 90s. (laughs) Yeah. I'm X, the lizard. And I'm Sever the Crow. <laughs> they team up. Ukulele, I guess, is kind of like that. Radical skateboard tricks. I don't believe in nothing, Mom. I'm a gamer. Shut your fucking mouth. Don't make me have a belief system. <laughs> there is some of that in, embedded in the um, the rebellious gamer culture that thinks meaning is bad, so therefore meaningless must be good, and therefore video games should be meaningless. You've had to... Have those conversations before where people say, how dare you say things should have meaning? They get a little mad at you. I've seen that. Shut up, Mom. <laughs> I watched a teenager play Dark Souls on YouTube. I don't have to vote. <laughs> There's a through line there of sorts. Can't deny it. It's true. I've been thinking about Dagon lately. I'm playing a video game called Sea Salt where you play as Dagon. That's a good game. Oh, you played that? Yeah, it's pretty good. I gotta, yeah, yeah, gotta, yeah. gotta discuss it with someone at some point. I haven't beat the whole thing yet, but Dagon. You're thinking about that the the fish god from the Lovecraftian mythos? I have to look into it. Is that where he came from? Is he related to to Lovecraft? Oh, he's a Lovecraft one. He's one of Lovecraft's boys. Yeah, that's sort of tough, right? Because Lovecraft, he he didn't he name his cat after a racial slur, and it's just a yep. real racist yeah. guy. Oh no, yeah, lots of uh, almost everything Lovecraft wrote was tinged with some sort of uh xenophobic uh yeah, yeah brush. Yeah. yeah, that's just who he was. But that's because, you know, he lived in New England. There's that famous <laughs> there's there's that famous line in Call of Cthulhu where it says um you know, the quivering gibbering moor rose up from the ocean depths. Also, I don't trust that one over there. <laughs> <laughs> pretty uh explicit yeah with the um xenophobia yeah. Yeah. all yeah. the amount of people he described as shifty and cunning yeah it's true which is what when you want to be afraid that someone's going to victimize you while also saying that they are worse than you so you're he's like, a bad writer he should have cracked open a thesaurus <laughs> he was a, he was a pulp writer that for reasons that, like, I mean, the other people made Lovecraft a big deal is mm. the thing. Like, he wasn't on, he, he retired in relative, he died in relative obscurity. But, right? you know, he had 
August Derleth and his various, you know, like pen pals that he wrote letters with and, you know, were collaborators, they went on and expanded it and grew it and turned it into this whole thing. Huh. Um, so. Does he have the rights? Like when I... Um... Well, uh, all of the Lovecraft stories are owned by uh, Arkham House, which is a publishing company specifically for the purpose of keeping Lovecraft's work in the public consciousness. Huh. So... But people use uh, Dagon and Cthulhu and stuff all the time. Do they have to get the rights, or can you just make your own? No, he was he was fairly liberal with giving permission for people to use the mythos. Huh. Um, yeah, that's good. So he's better than Disney. And a lot of a lot of those works are now public domain just by copyright expiration too. So. Oh, I didn't thought yeah, of he, that. He was better than Disney in that regard, and although just as racist. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so if you have to choose, who am I going to support? Um, in some ways, Lovecraft is the lesser of two evils. I mean... Well, at least you know, he's not still profiting from his hatred. That's true, true too. D- Disney versus Lovecraft, I've always <laughs> felt, is the new X versus Sever. <laughs> not X-Men versus Avengers or something. You went straight back to X versus Sever. <laughs> versus Sever. Uh-huh. I'd love a film called Lovecraft versus Disney where they're two assassins who are married. <laughs> I think I've mixed X versus Ever up with a different film about Assassin's Mr. and Mrs. Married. Smith, maybe. Or? That was yeah, the one with Angelina Jolie in it. Yeah, I'd love Brad... to see Angelina Jolie play Lovecraft and Brad Pitt play Disney, and they're married and fight. Oh my god, that'd be great! Wouldn't that be fucking cool? <laughs> That's a good movie. It would be very action packed, very sexy, and extremely racist. It's <laughs> a market for that. Is uh, would they be spending any time like? making up any stories or characters or anything? What do you see? No, it will just be, it'll just be gunfights and slurs. Wall to wall gunfights and slurs. We're going to call it, you know, uh, Lovecraft versus Disney, but really they're teamed up. Oh, they're working together. Sure. Secretly? Like by the end? No, 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 no. Totally. Obviously from the beginning, we're just going to call it Lovecraft versus Disney. They're working together. They, they come together. There's first a little bit of a disagreement on their individual racisms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they come together and realize, no, it's all white people that are good, so it's fine. For a moment, for a moment, <laughs> like, you think there's going to be some conflict because at one early on in the film, Disney has lost his powers because people have been forgetting him. Like so, Freddy so he resurrects. He resurrects Lovecraft to go to Elm Street. To do murders so people will remember Disney and be scared of him again. But every time Disney's about to kill someone in their dreams, (laughs) Lovecraft gets there first. Now I really want to watch that movie again. I have that on DVD. I'm watching that tonight. Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. It's a quality film. It really is. It's a quality film. Like, here's the thing. People act disappointed by that film. Oh, it's not as good as it could have been. Have you seen the source material? Right? That was as good as that was going to get. I I love Freddy and Jason and all that shit, right? But their films are bad. All of them are bad. I think the first... Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Bad. 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 Really? Low quality. I think the first Friday the Thirteenth is a. If it it's. I was surprised. That's by re- it. Yeah, that's a really interesting film. Yeah. Everything past that, I could do without. But all the Nightmare on Elm Streets are bad. Even the first one, really? They're, yeah, they've got charm. I was scared of the first one. It's not about being scared. They're just not... They're all enjoyably campy shit. Yeah. Sure. And they've got okay. their moments, but they are bad films. Freddy vs. Jason is 
way better than it should have been. I saw it in theaters. I uh, recommended other people see it. I saw it for some reason when I worked at a day program for developmentally disabled adults. They all voted on what they were going to see and uh, for movie movie day, and they chose Freddy versus Jason. And I was like, uh, "Good choice." Some of you are sort of like children, so I don't know. But you're all older than me, so I'm not really one to say I'm not your guardian. I'm not your boss. So. Okay, it's your money. We're all going to see Freddy vs. Jason. They all fell asleep within like the first three minutes. So I just got to watch it without any fear of them being traumatized. And I asked one guy, great guy. Uh, I might have told you this story before. Sorry if that's uh, an old one. He said, how'd you like the movie? He said, good. I said, uh, what, what was your favorite part? He said, Freddy. I said, what do you like about Freddy? He killed himself. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't kill himself. He's like, yeah, he did. Like, okay. <laughs> just insist. What about, what about Jason? Killed himself! Just like, and then I found out every single movie he ever saw, he said that <laughs> everyone <laughs> in the movie just killed themselves. So in his life, like, he's seen a lot of movies, he's liked a lot of movies, he's puzzled why everyone just kills themselves. He's watched better films than I've ever watched. Oh, yeah. I asked him, what do you think of Spider-Man 3? Good. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> What was your favorite part? Spider-Man. What did he do? Killed himself! Just, just, just shouts it at you, too. I miss him. I hope he's doing well. Freddy versus Jason could have been Jason X. I guess that's the way I always look at it. And Jason X, Jason X is extremely over the top. Yeah. Jason X is ludicrously entertaining. It's, yeah. They came up with a lot of ideas. I'll take that to my, I'll take that to my plus-sized grave. But it is... <laughs> so dumb like it is it's yeah i mean mean. he's a cyborg in that one right and there's another woman who's a cyborg and um there's a like a holodeck that takes him back to yeah a lot of ideas filled with ideas none of them convincing none of them believable (laughs) not not one of them not even a little bit i mean completely loses you suspension of disbelief wise my wife god bless her soul she bought tickets to freddy versus jason in advance because she was worried it was going to be one of those like Avengers Endgame situations where you, you just can't get a ticket for the first movie. I mean, until the Avengers movie happened, it was the biggest <laughs> crossover in movie history. It wasn't it? And yet, uh, easy to get seats, even in the first week. It did not sell out where we live, anyway. I don't know if it was a big deal where you guys are, but it was... Not um, really. I mean, both properties have got, had gone off the boil by the time, yeah. by the time it happened. Not hot anymore, it's true. And they're not hot anymore now, I guess, the... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake with um, Rorschach there didn't work out for people. And it was a bad film. I didn't see it. It didn't look... I like that boring. actor. Yeah, that's too bad. The uh, the, the Friday the 13th redo, the, the reboot there with um, the Michael Bay produced one, that was quite good though. I, did, I saw I the second it. one in my typical way. I think it was... I can't remember why, but I only saw the second one with a guy from Supernatural. And I was like, it was fine. I didn't hate it. I didn't see the first one. And the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, what had the uh, drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. Oh, that's right. That was a really good film, I thought. Uh, It was too much for me. I'm kind of hard to gross out, but that one really uh, made me uncomfortable. They did a good job, for sure. Yeah. But then they made another one where they just sit around and eat. Did you see that one? It's like the new new beginning or something? I think they called it a fine luncheon. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Uh, from what I remember trying to watch that. And it was Willem Dafoe. It was Willem Dafoe sat at a table with Corey Feldman, <laughs> Steve Buscemi, and Alec Baldwin. They're just eating food, just going, mm, this is a fine luncheon. 
Honey glazed ham. There's a salad bar over there. Do you want any? No? It don't matter. It's a fine lunch regardless. There was so almost a plot. You you were building up to a conflict and then completely diffused. <laughs> He's totally satisfied with the luncheon. Oh, they've brought shrimp. <laughs> Just when I thought this luncheon couldn't get any finer. <laughs> but it's still just fine. It didn't become better than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just maintained its fineness. This this luncheon would be finer with scallops. Perfect with scallops. Do not bring me scallops, for this luncheon must remain fine. <laughs> wow. Incredibly specific. There are no ups or downs in this film. No highs or lows. It's just perfectly it sounds, adequate. Sounds very bad. Sounds extremely tough to watch. Oh, what a fine luncheon this is. It's a prequel to the movie It Was a Fine Luncheon. That movie was just the actors. <laughs> oh no, there's another there's another one. After the luncheon. Yeah. Sat talking about the lunch they had. <laughs> yeah. That sounds really that sounds incredibly understandable. Do you remember the biscuits they gave us before the lunch came out? Oh, Perfectly sufficient. Oh. Nice and fluffy on the inside. Uh, fine oh. luncheon. Little butter to help it go down. Oh, it was a fine luncheon. It's really, you're draining the life out of me somehow. You're literally causing me to die with how little is happening in this in this idea you have for uh, two movies. Well, I mean, obviously it's a trilogy. Corey so people Feldman. saw... Wait, so you're saying people saw the one where all they talk about is how it was a good luncheon first? Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, well, now we have to show the luncheon. No, and they show it, how, and it's just as described. We need to see how fine this luncheon is. But you don't find out... Because in the first one, they describe the luncheon in great detail, so you know Yeah, they're exact- just sitting in a car. <laughs> And then when you see what happened, it's all the stuff they said that happened. So you're like, yep, this is what they said happened. And now I've seen it. Well, and and obviously it's part of a trilogy, right? You start off with it was a fine luncheon. Mm -hmm. And and then you get the prequel. It is a fine luncheon. (laughs) And then you get the fine luncheon returns. And it's just Willem Dafoe seated on a toilet. (laughs) Oh, I did not see that actually coming. Thinking so, about the luncheon and how fine it was. So it's not like a dramatic twist where the luncheon was not fine and he got sick from the, the, the food, no, the shrimp no, or whatever. No, He's just no. using the toilet as one does when you finally have digested your food and have to um, have a bowel movement. So he's just having a normal bowel movement thinking about the luncheon. He's yeah. just sat there. Yeah, like he's just sat on the toilet with his elbows on his thighs. Just, man, that luncheon I had yesterday <laughs> sure was fine. Man. <laughs> Man, that wow. What was it I had to drink again with my luncheon? Oh yeah. Tap water. <laughs> that is fine. It hydrated me. I'm picturing a cut on every pause. So like a, a new camera angle. It's very so, artistic. Some of the yeah. some of the camera angles are in black and white. So you know it is classy. <laughs> it's panning across his face as he's saying the words about the luncheon. Then suddenly yeah. a, a helicopter shot. It's that the mildest Lars von Trier movie that was ever made. <laughs> that would be a way he could finally flip the script because people are on to him at this point. They know he's going for yucky feel bad. So he could just not make anyone feel anything. 
Just yeah. complete lack of feeling, which is one of the worst feelings you can have is a total apathy, boredom, emptiness. The uh, movie poster, you know, Willem Dafoe sat at Ruby Tuesday's table. The tagline, what if a luncheon was fine? <laughs> it would numb the soul. It would it would completely ice your ability to feel your own life. You just end your life for a little bit and replace it with a, a luncheon. That would be tough. I must Don't. say, Alec Baldwin. Still going. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that braised chicken looks nice. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so threatening, so dramatic for a moment. You think, wow. Maybe something is, maybe he's going to be mad about the chicken. Maybe the chicken's going to be bad. Maybe Alec Baldwin's going to be mad that he asked about it. And he just responds with, yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, that that braised chicken looks almost as good as Steve Buscemi's meatloaf. How is that over there, sport? It's fine. <laughs> Oof. Good. Good. He's got his good. approval. He wanted to know that the uh, luncheon maintained its better than average, but still not amazing. Honey glazed ham. <laughs> there isn't any honey glazed ham. He just says that every now and then. It adds a, I think it adds an air of mystique to the the overall film. Yeah, a little mystery. Like, was there ham? You know, it's something yeah. for the, like the the repeat viewers to go back through and like watch. It, it is a fine luncheon to see if there was any honey baked ham in there. Yeah, like is he, is he saying it because he had some honey glazed ham, or is he thinking the lunch would be better with honey glazed ham, or does he just say that? <laughs> you know, we the the show was at its average length right before this started. Like there was a perfect endpoint where we could just been like, we did it, end on a high note. We all laughed about that chicken pit. But no, you know what? I'm going to squeeze one more out. And it's going to be an idea that I don't Right. Like. That's just like Willem Dafoe. That's the last thing he says. That's the last, the last line. line of the film. <laughs> I'm going to squeeze one out. <laughs> you know what? It was a fine luncheon. And an enjoyable shit. But I think... I think I'm going to squeeze one more out. <laughs> Finish this chapter of Game of Thrones. <laughs> a lot of Game of Thrones talk in my life today. My coworkers were talking about it for a while. They were super bored. And a lot of Willem Dafoe, too. My uh, my son is into Legos now, and he loves the Green Goblin Legos, and he insists that I do a Willem Dafoe voice when I read his bedtime stories now. He'll, like, give me the Willem Dafoe Lego that I have. So you just like look at him like you get an inch in front of his face and just go, avenge me! Kind of, yeah. Because that's what he, you know, the Willem Dafoe Green Goblin is like a unique design that's not in the, the comics or anything. Yeah. And that's the Lego he has. It's actually worth like 90 bucks. Uh, I bought it at the time and it's now a collector's item, but he plays with it all the time, screwing it up and breaking it and make it worth nothing. But he loves it. And I'll be like, hey, Green Goblin here. He's like, no, do the voice. I'm like, okay, hey, Green Goblin here. And he'll be like, no, do the voice. And I'll be like, uh, hey, Green Goblin here. And he'll be like, good. Like, not scared, not, scared, not bothered, and you insist. You know what's fucked up? 
is What's multiple that? times on this podcast and throughout the years, I have said to you in a demanding tone, do the voice. It's true. My son is you somehow. Already. <laughs> It's nice to know that my legacy lives on through another man's son. You've never even met him, and he's already doing so much of the, so much mischief, messes with me, puts so much stuff on my head. He was like, I put cheese on your head. We just need to teach him to say, hear me out, and we're set. It's just a matter of minutes probably now before he starts doing that, (laughs) with my luck. But yeah, I've been doing the Willem Dafoe voice a lot. I have. We don't have any more time for your thoughts and opinions, Jonathan, because we wasted a lot of time talking about a fine luncheon. Which was, let's face it, was more important and humanising. Um, I've got to get back and play The Outer Worlds. Oh, good. I heard that's good. It's a good game. That's my review. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel it's more not... famous at the end of this, Jonathan? Now that we've we've done a podcast, do you feel any more famous at the end of this? I feel totally lost. I don't want to be the Joker man, though, and talk when I'm not supposed to talk. <laughs> am, I t- am I supposed to... Oh, Jonathan, what a society you live in. Uh, are you there? Are you... Yeah. I can talk. Should we end you know the podcast, I'll comrades? I'll talk if you want. Yeah, let's yeah. let's end the podcast. We're done. Oh, he really literally can't hear us. Not, <laughs> I don't want to talk when I should not talk. I don't want to start talking when I should start stopping talking. Anything could be happening Boston's right now. Boston's favorite son was performed by Jim It looks Sterling, like you're still Conrad on the um, on the call. Off-road rules. Editing but you're not saying by Justin right. McDaniel. The intro and the show is already way too long, so now, road now this is happening. It's a longer show that shouldn't have happened. cut it all out later in post. <sighs> okay, phew. All right, I got the word to stop. That, that feels better. I'm going to stop now.